All right. This morning, if you came to church with your Bible, I want you to join me and let's go to the book of Second Peter. Second Peter. Chapter 1 and verse 3. 2 Peter 1 verse 3. I'm going to read from the New King James Version. As his divine power has given to us all things that pertain to life, and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us by glory and virtue. All that pertains to life is available unto us according to this scripture. How? Through the knowledge of him so our knowledge of Christ has made available all that pertains to life and godliness. Then I ask, how did we get to know him? Because it is through knowing him which has made all that pertains to life available unto us. How did we get to know him? It's very simple. It is our salvation that has brought unto us the knowledge of Christ. Then I ask again, how did we get saved? How did we get saved? Let's go to Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8. It will give us the answer. For it is by grace you have been saved. So we are saved as a result of what? Grace. And let me bring to your notice that Salvation is not limited to you receiving Jesus as your Lord and personal Savior. Salvation has to do with every finished work of Jesus. Salvation has to do with all the finished works of Jesus. On the cross, just before he died, he declared, it is finished. What he came to do is finished. It means that God, through his son Jesus Christ, has power over death. Because according to the book of Revelation, when he died, he went to hell. He went there to fight, to take the keys of death, which brought us life. It was part of the finished works of Jesus. 
The Bible tells us that by his stripes, we are healed. It is part of the finished works of Jesus. He didn't have a place to lay his head so that you and I will have places, we will have rooms, we will have mansions to lay our head. The Bible says that he became poor so that you can become prosperous. It was part of the finished works of Jesus. Jesus told them, the peace that I give you is not the peace of the world. It's not the peace where two people will, sign, will sit and sign agreements. Yes, we are entering into peace. And the next moment they are fighting. Jesus said, the peace I give you, that peace supersedes all understanding. That kind of peace, even in the storms, you have the peace. When life is hitting you up and down, you still have the peace of God. It is part of the finished works of Jesus. And by dying on the cross, today we can call God Father. We share in the inheritance of Christ Jesus. It was part of the finished works of Jesus. He did not know sin, but because of you and I, he took upon himself the sin of the world so that we can escape and be saved. It was part of the finished works of Jesus. So when we talk about salvation, everything that Jesus came to do is part and parcel of it. And when you read Ephesians chapter 2, it says that all these things were made available as a result of grace. So we can say that grace has made available unto us all the finished works of Jesus. Grace has brought unto us every finished work of Jesus. Then somebody will say that, what is grace? Grace is God extending his hand of favor upon us when we didn't deserve it. It is God extending his hand of love upon us when we didn't deserve it. It is God extending his hand of mercy upon us when we didn't deserve it. We didn't deserve to be saved, but he said, I will go anywhere and I will save them. That is grace. So we can say confidently that 2017 is filled with all the finished works of Jesus. Do you agree with me? That 2017 is filled with every finished work of Jesus. 2017 is already filled with healing. It's already filled with God's favor. 
is already filled with God's power. It's filled with soundness. It's filled with protection. 2017 is already filled with prosperity. Grace has made it possible for us. So cheer up. 2017 is already loaded. It is like a loaded gun. Those of you who have seen guns before, I tried getting gun, but I didn't get it. He said, I have to register it. I said, well, where am I going to get it to register it? So I found this thing. Can we see that loaded gun? This gun is loaded with bullets, ready to perform its duty. Can you see it? Well, don't worry, it's not too clear. But you can see that there is this gun. It is loaded with bullets. That is how 2017 looks like. It is loaded with everything that Jesus did. But you see, even though the gun is loaded, the gun becomes useless when it is unable to perform its duty. When the gun lies down for robbers to rob a whole company, the gun has failed. Even though it is fully loaded with bullets that can, that can destroy a life, if nobody picks it, if nobody pulls the trigger, the gun becomes useless. 2017 is loaded, but we need something called the trigger to pull the loaded gun, the loaded bullet out of it so that we can enjoy, we can see, we can experience the finished work of Jesus in our lives. It doesn't do us any good to know that healing is available and we are sick. It doesn't do us any good to know that we are already protected and we are being chased around. It does not do us any good. There is a trigger in 2017 that will bring every finish of work of Jesus out. So beneath the gun is this small thing described as what? The trigger. Irrespective of the type of gun, it can be the machine gun. It can be AK-47, AK-27, AK-24, all of them. It can be a mighty gun. If this thing is not there, the gun is useless. The gun cannot perform. So 2017 is loaded. There is something that we need to pull so that we can enjoy it. That is why I call my sermon the trigger. So what is that trigger? Let's go back to Ephesians chapter 2. Verse 8. 
For it is by grace you have been saved through what? Faith. So the trigger for 2017 is what? Faith. Without faith, we will see that it is already loaded. It is already filled. Without faith, we cannot enjoy what is already available unto us. So I see that it is the trigger of faith that brings into manifestation what grace has already made available. So I looked at the definition of trigger, and I love it. It says that trigger is the leveler that activates the firing mechanism of a gun. It is the trigger that activates the firing mechanism of a gun. So we can say that faith is the leveler that activates the firing mechanism of what grace has made available unto us. Grace. Now, let's look at the definition of grace. Let me give you another definition. Faith is your positive response towards what grace has made available. Grace is your response towards what grace has made available. So, whatever grace has made available, how you respond to it is your faith. It is like the fishing net. What is the duty of the fishing net? It's to do what? To catch fish. So, if the fisherman goes fishing, he goes with the fishing nets. When he gets to the portion of the sea, all that he has to do is to throw in the net. And what does the net do? The net goes in to capture, to take hold of what is already available in the sea. The net does not go and create fish. It does not go and manufacture fish. The net goes in because the fish are already available in it. All that the net will do is to catch them. That is your faith. Our faith is to catch the things that are already available unto us. But oftentimes we miss it because of our response. Let me take you to this thing, then we'll come back. Let's look at something in John chapter 1. John chapter 1, verse 17. It says, from the New King James Version, 
For the law was given through Moses, but grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. When we talk about the law, it includes the Ten Commandments and all the over 615 laws. All of them came through Moses. Now, watch this. The duty and the purpose of the law was all about demands. So the law says that thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not do this, thou shalt not do that, don't touch this thing, don't go this way, don't do that. The law was placing demands on men and we found it difficult to comply. Because it was all about demands. But the Bible says that God replaced it with grace. And under grace, it is all about supply. That is why when you read Philippians, it says that, and my God will do what? Will supply all your needs. Better still, all your demands according to his riches in glory in Christ Jesus. So under the new covenant that we are in, it is all about supply. What we do is to place a demand and God will supply. At the beautiful gate, when the disciples got there, the man there began to demand for money. They looked at him and they said, Listen, we just had an encounter with Jesus. Unfortunately, money, physical money, we don't have it now. But what we have, we receive it from Jesus. What we have is healing. Take it. And the man got up, he was healed. And the grace is all about supply. And the question is that, are you putting a demand because the, the supply is in abundance. Are you putting in a demand? Let me share this story with you. It happened in, a, in, in America. There is this man. Once he was at work and then he had a call. And the call was very simple. Your son is dead. What? But I just left the house. He said, yes, your son is dead. So the man quickly rushed to the, office, to the hospital, only to be told that the truth is that your son, the son had died four hours ago. He got there and he saw a tag on the foot of the child. If you have ever been to the morgue before, I went there once when my father died. As young as I was, I was determined to go there. Kumasi Mochi. I went there and I saw tax on the feet of people. So all that you do is to mention your number. And they'll go and pull your own out and give it to you. <clears throat> so I was there and he was pulled and he was put on the floor. That was what had happened to the little boy. There was a tag on his feet saying that 
it is finished. And for every parent, that moment will be so critical. That moment will be so hard for you to take it. For every parent, you begin to cry and you begin to question God. God, why this? Why didn't you allow me, me to die? Me, I am old. I should have died. Not this little boy. God, why? God, why? Every parent will have cried. But watch this man. He stood there and he began to thank God. God, I thank you for life. God, I bless you. God, I thank you. The people around were wondering, this man, what is wrong with you? Your child is dead. Instead of you crying, you are here thanking God. For what? Say, God, I thank you. The next thing, he called the name of the, of the boy. He says that, hey, come out. And the boy came back to life. As we speak today, the boy is still alive. Now, watch this. For us, the question that we will ask is, how did he do that? You know what he did? He responded to what is already available. Life. You will not die young. You will live to enjoy all the fullness that God has made available unto you. He tapped into it and says, God, I thank you for life. This boy will not die. Listen, come back to life. He responded to what is already available. 2017, how is, how is going to be your response? How are you going to respond when challenges come your way? Having in mind that whatever that you are believing God for, Jesus, through grace, has made it available unto us. The man did not need to struggle. He did not need to cry. All he needed was to respond to what is available. The finished works of Jesus. In 2017, there was going to be what I call an exhibition center. So all of us will be part of that exhibition center. And you know what is done at exhibition center? People display their words. And all that they do is when people come around, they try to convince people. They try to talk to people. The, pro the, the product that I have is good. It's good for your health. It's good for your this. It's good for your car. It's good. They are doing it. They are displaying and they are exhibiting their words. So that if you get convinced, you buy into it. In 2017, there is an exhibition center for all of us. And you know what we are going to do there? We are going to exhibit our faith. We are going to display our faith. We are going to put our faith display. The man says that I believe in God. I will display my faith in this hospital. I will not allow my child to die. I will exhibit my faith. And my faith is that life is yours. Get up. At the exhibition center. Where is my exhibition center? I have an exhibition center. At the exhibition center, what are you going to display? Can you say it? 
So I see Jackie standing here. I see a lot of people standing there displaying all kinds of things. What are you going to display? What are you going to exhibit? It takes me to the book of Job. Let's look at how Job responded when things started happening to him. How he responded, how he displayed his faith. Job chapter 3, verse 25. Job said, what I feared has come upon me. This morning, our sister was telling us not to fear. And look at how Job responded. He said, what I feared has come upon me. What I dreaded has happened to me. In other words, Job responded negatively to what has been made available. Instead of responding with faith, to receive the protection of God, he responded with fear. And fear came over him. And everything that he had feared came upon him. What are you fearing? Are you exhibiting fear or faith? Watch this. Whatever you exhibit is what you are going to get. That was his response. He got exactly what he feared. In 2017, there will be moments of fear. There will be moments of anger. There will be moments of sadness. How are you going to respond? Bearing in mind that grace has made available all the finished works of Jesus. Again, let's look at how Zachariah, the father of John the Baptist, how he responded. When the angel came to him and said, listen, you and your wife, Elizabeth, you are going to give birth. You are going to have a son. And you are going to call the name of the son John. See, this man could look into the face of the, the angel and said, you can't be serious. Do you think we are joking here? Look at me. You have come to joke with me, myself and my wife. Do you know how old we are? Don't talk to me about this thing. And the Bible said, the angel looked at him. I believe he said, John, your response is negative. Shut your mouth. And his mouth was shut. Because he responded negatively to what God has made available. God has even gone to the stand of giving the child a name. He will be called John. And you are telling me that my body is not, is not good enough to give birth. Shut your mouth. Because he responded negatively. He responded with unbelief. Instead of belief. How are you going to respond? And let's look at Jesus. When he heard the dead 
of Lazarus. He told his disciples, let's go and wake Lazarus up because he is asleep. That was how Jesus saw it. And the disciples were saying, ah, Jesus, why are we worrying ourselves? Then Jesus had to go to the extent of telling them, okay, he is there. Let us go and get him up. They got there and everybody was crying. And they were saying, Jesus, if you have come earlier, my brother wouldn't have died, but he is dead. And Jesus said, relax, I have come to bring him back to life. She said, yes, I know. At the day of what? Resurrection, he will come back. Jesus said, listen to me. I am the resurrection and I am life. Listen, I have come to get your brother up. Since Jesus, you don't understand. This man has died four days. He is by now... What? Smelling. You don't get it. Jesus said, listen, I am the resurrection and life. I have come to get your brother up. So the Bible says that Jesus stood behind the tomb. Inside there was a dead body. 2017, we are standing just at the gate of 2017. Inside 2017 are all kinds of things. Some are dead. How are you going to respond? Some are struggling. How are you going to respond? Some are going through all kinds of things. How are you going to respond? Jesus stood behind the tomb and look at his response. He said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. He didn't say, I thank you that you are going to hear me. He said, I thank you that you have heard me because grace has made available life. This man is going to come out. And he lifted up his voice and prayed. He says, God, I thank you that you have heard me. But for these ones, let them know that of a truth, you sent me. Lazarus, come out. 2017, somebody, you have to stand behind the gate and look at what is there. All you do is to lift up your voice and say, God, thank you that you have heard me. Whatever the challenges, come back to life. Whatever the difficulties, come back to life. You call for it and the thing will come back to life. Because you are responding to what is already That which is dead for four days came back to life. Because he responded positively towards what grace has already made available. Sometimes we struggle when we don't need to. We complain when we don't need to. We murmur when we don't need to. The thing is already there. All you need to do is to respond positively towards it. And I love this that Moses did. John, Romans chapter 4, verse 19. 
Romans chapter 4, verse 19. I'm going to use the King James Version because it gives me the, the information that I need. It reads, and, and I want you to take notice of it whilst we're reading it. And being not weak in faith, he considered not his own body now dead. When he was about hundred years old, either yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. Truth be told, the man was 100 years. The wife was almost 100 years. Their bodies were dead. Their reproductive organs were dead. Their systems were dead. There was nothing going to come out of their system. But the Bible says that he considered not. He did not consider the deadness of of his body. He did not consider that my organs are not effective. He did not consider that my wife's organs are ineffective. The Bible says that he did not consider. In other words, he didn't give a thought to it. 2017, what are you considering and what are you not considering? It means that if he did not consider that his body was, was, was dead, there was something that he was considering. What was he considering? When you look at verse, verse 20, he did not waver at the promises of God through unbelief. But was strengthened in faith, doing what? Giving glory to God. So what was he considering? He was considering what has been told to him. He was considering the promises of God concerning his life. He was considering what grace has made available. And God said, I will give you a son. That was what he was considering. And what was his response? He was giving glory to God. My body is dead. I am giving glory to God. My system is dead. I am giving glory to God. Things are not working the way it's supposed to work. I am giving glory to God. I am going through difficult times. I am giving praise and honor unto God. Why? Because it is already settled. At what point do we give praise to God? Isn't it after the testimony has been delivered? That is when we give praise to God. But this time around, he was doing it whilst he was in the situation. Because he saw beyond his body. And he responded positively towards what grace has already made What was the final result? Was he denied the boy? Did he give birth? Did his death system resurrect? Did, did life came into the body that was dead? Was he able to, 
to, to do the work with the wife? The wife, was the wife able to get pregnant? What happened? All those things has already been made available. All he did was to respond and then he walked into it. What are you going to consider in 2017? I know times are hard and times will be hard. But for us, the Christians, we know what we have. For us Christians, we know what to do. In times of difficulties, we know what to do. Is to go in with our net to take advantage of what is already there. I love this centurion man in the Bible when you read Matthew. Bible said he came to Jesus and said, Listen, my servant is there. You got to do something. And probably Jesus was saying, okay, wait for me. Let me pray for this one. Let me heal this one. Let me get this one up. Then we can go to your house and then pray for your servant. He says, no, 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 Jesus. I didn't come here for you to follow me to my house. I came here so that we can display our faith. That is why I am here. I am a man under authority. When I tell this person, go, the person goes. When I tell this person, come, it comes. I don't need you in my house. I have come for us to display our faith. 2017, it is our year of displaying our faith. And Jesus said, Jesus was taken aback. He looked at the man and he said, I have never seen a man with such a great faith. Your faith has made you whole. Why? Because he displayed his faith. He responded positively to what was already available. Jesus did not need to go there. All he had to do was to pray, send the word, and the word went there and brought the man back to life. That is your charge for 2017. Your response when we go through challenges should be a positive response towards what grace has made available. It is not now you are going to pray to create it. Jesus has finished it. And it was not done just yesterday. Over 2,000 years ago, long time ago, before we, our parents even came together and even thought of bringing us to life. It was done long time ago. And people have enjoyed it and they are enjoying it. It is our time to also enjoy it. It is finished. It is about your response. This morning, I just want you to rise on your feet. And if I were you, I would begin to respond to the things that are around. See, they are there. Your response, exhibit your faith. Begin to say that, well, look at me. I may not have this thing, but this morning I stand here and I pray. I have faith. Listen, the Bible says that every one of us, we have faith. It says that even if your faith is as little as the master seed, that faith is able to move mountains. 
2017 is already filled. They are already available. If I were you, I'll begin to pray and I'll begin to respond positively. Somebody begin to throw in the net. The fish are already in it. They are already in it. All you need to do is to get it. Now, somebody will ask, so how do I do it? Listen, look at Philemon chapter 6. It says what? That the sharing of your faith may become effective by the acknowledgement of every good thing which is in you in Christ Jesus. What do you do? You acknowledge it. What do you do? You acknowledge it. You are sick. You acknowledge that you are healed. You are down. You acknowledge that you are up. Things are not working well. You acknowledge that things are well. Do you remember Elisha and the, and, and, and the woman of the Sunamite? The Bible says that the woman's child died. And the woman got on the back of a donkey that he, she was going to look for the servant of God. When she got closer, Elisha's servant came to her. And I said, is everything okay? How about your son? The son was there. How about your husband? Are they all fine? She looked at them and says, it is well. What did she do? She acknowledged that the son was well, even though the son was dead. What do you do? Acknowledge, acknowledgement of every good thing which is in you. Jesus. Tell yourself it is well. Tell yourself 2017 is well. Tell yourself grace has made it available. Grace has made it available. Grace has made my healing available. Grace has made my promotion available. Grace has made my unemployment available. Grace has made that money available to pay my bills. Grace has made it available because I am saved. And my salvation is all about the finished works of Jesus. It's all about the finished works of Jesus, which is healing his part, promotion his part, deliverance his part, protection his part, soundness of mind, peace of mind, free from accident, free from unrobbers. All of them, they are part of the finished works of Jesus. Acknowledge it this morning. Acknowledge it. Acknowledge it. And, and, and Hebrews chapter 10 verse 23 tells us, it says that whilst you are acknowledging it, what do you do? Let us hold on to the profession of our faith without wavering for the one who promises is faithful. You are acknowledging it coming. It says, hold on. Don't waver. Hold on. Don't fidget. Hold on. Don't mama. 
Hold on to the confession. Hold on. Tell yourself, I know it is available. I know it is available. I will have it, 2017, listen to me. I will have it. I will have my own. I will have my, my, my employment. I will have my job. I will have my health back. It is available. I am not going to, I'm not going to stop. He says, let us hold on to the confession of our hope. I like the faith one. Without wavering, for he who promised is past tense. For he who promised is faithful. He who promised long time ago, he is faithful. This morning, I want you to acknowledge. I don't know that.